You know, there's a lot of talk about the land over there in the, in the Middle East, over there in Israel, and uh, and the people of Israel. Uh, but folks, you know what? It's become an idol. I-D-O-L. It's become an idol for many, many Christians, millions of Christians, actually. And I want to tell you today that the land promise, you know, the land which was promised to Abraham, that's already been fulfilled. Let me read to you something from the book of Joshua, chapter 21, verses 43 to 45. It says this, And the Lord gave unto Israel all the land which he swore to give unto their fathers, and they possessed it. And dwelt therein. And the Lord gave them rest round about according to all that he sware unto their fathers. And there stood not a man of all their enemies before them. The Lord delivered all their enemies into their hand. There failed not aught of any good thing which the Lord had spoken unto the house of Israel. All came to pass. Now, that's right from the book of Joshua, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Is that true? I mean, is, do we believe the word of God? I believe the word of God. I believe that's true. I believe the land promise was fulfilled already. So that's what the Bible says, that he gave them all the land and they possessed it. It says, none stood before Israel. The Lord delivered all enemies into their hand. So the scriptures tell us Joshua took the whole land, not just part of it, so um, look at Joshua eleven uh, twenty three. It says, So Joshua took the whole land according to all that the Lord said unto Moses, and Joshua gave it for an inheritance unto Israel according to their divisions by their tribes, and the land rested from war. Glory to God. So uh, just to review that, what did Joshua take? He took the whole land. Then the land rested from war. So, so you have right there the, the word of God. So the question is, will you believe the word of God or the words of mere men, especially the uh, Zionist, the, the nationalist type of preachers that you have today? And that's why I'm doing this message, uh, folks. I'm here to tell you today that Abraham was looking for a city, but the city he was looking for was above wasn't over in the Middle East, folks. The city that Abraham was looking for was eternal. Look at this, Hebrews chapter 11, verses 8 to 12. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should have to receive for an inheritance, obeyed and he went out not knowing whither he went. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang there even of one and him as good as dead so many as the stars of the sky in multitude and as the sand which is by the sea shore innumerable. Once again, that's Hebrews chapter 11, uh, verses 8 to 12. I call that chapter the Hall of Faith. Hallelujah. You have the Hall of Fame. This is the Hall of Faith. It talks about all the faithful uh, saints, the faithful believers uh, from the Old Testament. Glory to God. 
So, you know, Abraham, ladies and gentlemen, he felt like a stranger down here in this world. And Abraham, what did he desire? He desired a city above. Who was it built by? Built by God Almighty. There's always been one people of God, ladies and gentlemen, not two. Faithful believers were always seeking a heavenly country. Hallelujah. Look at this from the book of Hebrews chapter 11, same chapter, uh, verses 13 to 16. It says, These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country. That is in heavenly. Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God. For he hath prepared for them a city. Glory to God. That message, that passage, folks, that's for all believers. That's what the believers looking for, folks. I'm looking for that heavenly country, which is above. Folks, I'm going to sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I'm going to talk with these guys one day. I certainly am. And I look forward to it, trust me. So this is what we're looking for. We're looking for the city above. I'm not looking for some place over in the Middle East, especially a land filled with people who totally reject Jesus Christ. My, oh my. Ladies and gentlemen, put one and one together. One and one is two. Two plus two is four. This is common sense Christianity. Our eyes should be above. My, oh my. So true faith, folks. This is what brought them into heaven. It was true faith. That is going to bring you and I into heaven. You see, this earth is temporary, but heaven is eternal. They desire a heavenly country. That's what I desire. And I ask you the question, is that what you desire? So don't be um, caught up in this nationalism, folks, this type of Zionism. It's an earthly, worldly Zionism. But the true Zion, the heavenly Zion, is above. That's where Jesus Christ dwells. That's where he wants you to be. Oh, yes, that's where he wants you to be, ladies and gentlemen. And that's where, <laughs> that's where I want you to be, too. So look at this. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 22 and 23. But ye are come unto Mount Zion, or Zion, and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect. Glory to God. So, so I mean, look at that uh, passage of Scripture, ladies and gentlemen. The believer, that's you, that's me. If you're, if you're a Christian, you've been born again of the Spirit. You, you've already come to Mount Zion. That's the, that's the city of the living God. That's the heavenly Jerusalem. It's above. It's talking about heaven, folks. My, oh, my. Uh, don't don't be worldly minded. It's not about uh, the Israel over in the Middle East. It's about the new heavenly Jerusalem, folks. Uh, that's where we where our eyes should be. Keep your eyes looking above. Remember this: you must be born again. So if you desire to be in this uh, heavenly Jerusalem, you must be born again. John chapter 3, verses 6 and 7. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit 
is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again, right from the mouth of Jesus Christ himself. If the creator of all things, who is Jesus Christ, tells you that you must be born again, then you must be born again. I mean, uh, it, it could not be any clearer, folks. It, it's, it's being born again of the Spirit. It's, you're not born again when you're baptized in water. I've spoke about this many uh, times. It's, it's not your infant baptism. It's not your adult baptism. You go down into the tank. Uh, folks, you, you get saved before you go down into the tank. And that's my testimony. I was born again of the Spirit. And you go down into the tank. You're making a public proclamation uh, that, you, that you have died with Christ. You have risen with him. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know, many people think if you, if you go down into the tank, somehow that's going to make you a Christian. No. Jesus said, repent and believe the gospel. Glory to God. So uh, you must be born again. You know, uh, that's what you need to do, folks. Get right with God. Look at this First Peter 1, 23 and 25. He said this, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever for all flesh is as grass and all the glory of man as the flower of grass the grass withereth and the flower thereof falleth away but the word of the lord endureth forever and this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you hallelujah being born again folks uh, look at that of the incorruptible word of God. You see, the word is preached. This is how people get saved. The word of God is preached. And, and, and the seed of that word is invisible. It's spiritual. When you hear the gospel preached, you could be a street preacher. You could, you could be reading a tract. You could be reading the Bible. Or, or a Christian could be witnessing the gospel to you. That word of God has power. That word of God has the anointing of God upon it, okay? And, 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 and you hear it, it goes into your heart. And whatever you, however you react to that word, if you believe the word of God as it's preached to you, this is how you become born again of the Spirit. That applies to both Jew and Gentile, it applies to every person who walks planet Earth. Glory to his name. So it's time to move away from politics. It's time to move away from this nationalism, folks. The true people of God are those people who are inside his kingdom, and that is by faith. That includes, as I said, Jewish and Gentile believers, and they have been circumcised in the heart. Look at the Apostle Paul, what he said. For he is not a Jew, which is one outwardly, neither is that circumcision, which is outward in the flesh. But he is a Jew, which is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart, in the spirit, and not in the letter, whose praise is not of men, but of God. Glory to God. You could have a drunk lying on the street, okay? He says he's coming off his hangover, and, and you hand him a Bible track. You start witnessing to him. Maybe he needs a sandwich or something. You, you, you go buy him a sandwich. You start talking to him and about Christ and his need for the gospel. And, and the man is very interested, and, and he's very sincere. And, and, and you ask him, hey, you know, would you like to pray? You know, would you like to receive Christ? I mean, this is you, you can call upon the Lord uh, from your own heart. And the man says, absolutely, I do. I want to be, yes, I, I heard what you said. I, I definitely want to make sure I'm right with God. And, and, and then he, uh, he prays and asks the Lord to save him. And, 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 and a miracle takes place because the new birth is a miracle. That man, folks, is... is, is 
is it's right with God. Why? Because he's been born again of the Spirit. You see? It's the, he's been circumcised in the heart through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the beauty of the gospel. Uh, so, you know, you have to realize, folks, that the people of Israel over there in the Middle East and basically all Jewish people throughout the world, if they reject Jesus Christ, obviously they don't have their faith in him, then according to Jesus himself, they are still dead in their sins. They're on the broad road to destruction. They are on the broad road to hell. That's that's Christianity 101, folks. Listen to what Jesus said. Keep in mind, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, equal with the Father, created all things. Listen to what Jesus Christ said, folks. Uh, John eight twenty one to 24. Keep in mind that Jesus Christ created all things. He knows what he is talking about. He said, Then said Jesus again unto them, I go my way, and ye shall seek me, and shall die in your sins. Whither I go, ye cannot come. Then said the Jews, Will he kill himself? Because he saith, Whither I go, ye cannot come. And he said unto them, Ye are from beneath. I am from above. Ye are of this world. I am not of this world. I said therefore unto you that ye shall die in your sins. For if ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. Heavy duty stuff, folks. Keep in mind, Jesus Christ, the creator of all things, is talking. And look what he says. He says, I am not of this. He says, I'm from above. Look at that. I'm from above. That means he came down from above. He's the eternal son of God. I am from above. Ye are of this world. I am not of this world. Look at that. I said therefore unto you that ye shall die in your sins for if ye believe not that I am he. Now that he is in italics, basically what the Lord said to his own people, if you do not believe that I am, and that I am is deity, folks. Those are the words. That's the name that uh, God spoke in the Old Testament. Exodus chapter 3, verses, uh, I think it's 13 and 14. That, 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 that is the name of God, I am. He says, if you don't believe that I am, you shall die in your sins. That holds true today, folks. So uh, when you reject Christ, you reject the I am. And that's, that's plain and simple. So, you know, the one who um, got saved, uh, uh, the Apostle Paul uh, I'm going to quote something from him. And he was on his way to hell. You must uh, understand this, folks. Until one day the Lord Jesus Christ spoke to him from heaven and he saved his wretched soul. So listen, listen to what Paul says here. Philippians uh, chapter 3, verses 2 and 3. Beware of dogs. Beware of evil workers. Beware of the concision. For we are the circumcision which worship God in the spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Wow. He said, beware of the concision. He was talking about the unbelieving Jewish people. So so this man was dead set against Christians. Uh, I spoke many times. He was a severe persecutor, uh, consenting unto the death of many Christians. And now here, here he gets saved and he's preaching his heart out. Okay, and he says, for we are the circumcision, talking about believers, we are the circumcision which worship God in the spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus. So the true believer is part of the true circumcision, could not be any clearer. So folks, there's only one body, one true body of believers. It's made up of both Jew and Gentile. 
people who have trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so now let's listen to uh, what Paul says here in the book of Ephesians as he's speaking to the Gentile people. Okay, this would include me. I'm not Jewish, so I would be called a Gentile. Wherefore remember that ye, being in time past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands, that at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace who hath made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us. My, oh, my. Look, look at that, folks. He's talking about, this is Paul talking to the Gentiles. He says, hey, guys, you used to be uh, called the uncircumcision, and, and you were called that by the circumcision, meaning the Jewish people, uh, circumcised in the flesh, made by hands. So at that time, you were aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. You were strangers from the covenants of promise. You had no hope without God in the world. Here's the but, the big but. But now, in Christ Jesus, ye, speaking of the Gentiles who had no hope, ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh, how? By the blood of Christ. This is awesome, folks. For he is our peace who hath made both one. What do you mean both one? Gentile and Jew who believe in Christ. We're, we're one now. And hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us. Folks, without the blood of Christ, I don't care if you're Jew or Gentiles, you, you're out. You're, you're, you're not part of the kingdom of God. You're not saved. Hear me now. It is the blood of Jesus Christ that brings you nigh. So this is what this is talking about, folks. We're part of the commonwealth of Israel. So all it is talking, you know, there are people that talk about a dual covenant, two peoples of God. It's a false gospel. Run from it. Two distinct people, run from it. There's one body of believers. There's one body of Christ. I've been grafted in, folks. I've been grafted in to the body of Christ. And the body of Christ is made up of Jewish and Gentile believers. No separate body, folks. No two distinct peoples of God. I am part of the Israel of God. Absolutely. I've been entered in, hallelujah, by the blood of Jesus Christ. This is the awesomeness, folks, of the cross. This is why Christ died for us, folks. So, so rejoice, my fellow Gentile believer in Jesus Christ. Rejoice, my fellow Jewish friend, fellow Jewish believer who has come to the realization, realization that Jesus is most certainly the Messiah who was promised by the prophets. This is the good news, ladies and gentlemen. So it's not about a, a, a land uh, over there in the Middle East. We're looking for the, for the land above, folks. We're looking for the promised land above. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's what you want. That's what I want. It's open to all folks but Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life because it's only the blood. You will not come in without Christ. 
You will not come into the kingdom of God. You cannot be saved without Jesus Christ, the one who shed his blood on the cross. Be blessed.